Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adam. Hey, John. How's it going? Pretty good. How about you? I'm doing fantastic. I hear you. It's been an exciting week, man. We it just has. launched uh, the new Just a Guy on the Pew website last Thursday, and man, we had a lot of people visiting it and hits, and people already checking out the Patreon stuff that we talked about, where they could get branded Just a Guy on the Pew merchandise for nice. donating and you know, there's people that are signing up for our email list and receiving the free ebook, which that's something I've never seen before um, until they showed it to me the other day, mm-hmm. and it was really awesome. They took some of our podcasts and and uh, transcribed them and put pieces of them into this 12-step, um, basically ebook that just 12 steps that any gotcha. guy would need to know um, to to further his relationship with Jesus Christ. So it's been cool. It's been exciting. It's been a great week, and uh, we just look forward to seeing all that grow. But, uh, you know, there's something we, we did the episode last week on uh, everything, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I wanted to do this one last week. But, you know, the Holy Spirit just kind of changed my mind and we did everything as he does. He does. Yeah. yeah I try to listen when right. he tells me <laughs> he's a lot smarter than I am. But uh, this episode we're doing today is actually on fear. And the reason I said it would have been last week is because uh, it would have been a Sunday ago's gospel reading mm-hmm. about Jesus walking on the water. And, you know, that Sunday when I was in church and just, you know, this is one that we all are pretty familiar with. You've grown up hearing about Jesus walking on the water. You may not remember every detail of it or what happened before or after, but you realize, you know, a lot of us remember the main events that that basically there was a storm. uh, Jesus comes walking up. They think he's a ghost. Um, They're frightened, it says in the gospel. And then uh, Peter says, if it's you, Lord, call me to, to come out to you. So he does. And he gets halfway out and takes his eyes off of Jesus and begins to sink. And of course, Jesus then lends a hand to him, pulls him out of the water, saves them. They get back in the boat, and the storm uh, stops. And Jesus chastises them and says, you know, you have little faith. You know, uh, why did you doubt? Right. But so I, when I was thinking about that gospel reading, it, it really is very um, key to where we are in the world today. You know, if you look around, there's just fear is such a problem in the world right now. With everything we have going on with the pandemic, with you know, I would even say in the politics and the the elections coming up. You know, if I vote Democrat, I'm gonna you know they're gonna do this, and if I vote Republican, they're gonna do this, and everybody's just full on, you know, spreading whatever they need to to have their candidate win. And then of course you've got the the riots that have been going on in the country and everything else, and it's just a disturbing time right now to live in. And and if you let fear take control of you, the fear that's out there, the the fear that I think all of us can, if we're being honest can say that we've experienced during this this pandemic. I mean, even to the point of, man, when is this gonna end? Like, when are we never gonna have to wear a mask again? When can yeah. I like walk up and hug a friend? When can I shake a hand again? Any of that. So we live in a world right now that is just full of fear. But, um, and, and it's a huge problem. I mean, even the world itself is, is out there trying to, um, to get us just this this fear mongering that's going on right like everywhere you, you you see even even people that are that are you know saying that if you don't wear a mask everyone's going to die you know or if you know we shouldn't be able to wear a mask and everybody'll be fine so nobody ever knows what to think and you got this great fear mongering but you know it, it's such a problem and it's especially a problem for men i think 
because we, you know, so many of us are raised where we're not supposed to show fear, right? We've got this mask that we put on this bravado that, um, that we're supposed to pretend that we're not afraid. And that's almost even more dangerous than admitting you're afraid mm-hmm. because we, we feel like we aren't a man if we admit, you know, to fear. But the thing is, admitting to fear is okay. It, it just it doesn't make you less of a man. Right. Letting fear control you is is the is what's not okay. Is what's the problem. And right now, I think that we are having a huge problem with that of letting fear control us. Like I said, with the fear mongering, you just you know you look at it, and now all it takes is for somebody in the world to say one thing, and then one person goes off and believes it, and then starts sharing it, and then the next thing you know, you got a whole city or a whole country or a whole world believing something and living in fear of something that mm-hmm. may or may not be true. And you see the same mentality like with a herd of sheep. You know, when the shepherd's away, all it takes is you to frighten one sheep and the whole herd runs, right? But we have a shepherd who's never going to leave us, who's never going to abandon us. And he's told us that again and again and again. We just have to start believing that now and applying it to where we are in the world today. Well, like you were saying earlier, like social media platform is like, I think, the basis of, um, well, sowing some misinformation but also creating mass hysteria mm-hmm. you know where people aren't fact checking things before they post because they see an image and they read something and go well that's not fair and then boom and you find out that well um, image was maybe doctored or something you know or mm-hmm. that was taken two years ago and not actually right now so i mean people are fearing immediately now instead of turning it inwardly saying saying father help me through this process help me help me focus on on you in the midst of this uncertainty because that's what we are we're in uncertainty right you know we always have some form of understanding before covid like we had expectation we had routine and that kind of kept us comfortable for a while but now that routine and that that comfortableness is diminished mm-hmm. uh not even here and we're just adapting every day to what's going on and we're not really getting the whole information so we're kind of trying to go about as best we can with the little information we have and trying to make sense of it all well, and that's that's the thing. I think I think that's where we run into the problem, and why I thought the gospel was such a good illustration of this is, you know, we are in that time right now where, in our minds, we know, you know, I, I guess we could, you could say mentally, mm-hmm. you know, I'm supposed to trust God, you know, I'm supposed to believe in God, that God is 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 God of all things, that Jesus can do all things, and yet there's this point where we almost stop believing that, right? When things get tough, um, we don't believe it, and that's the problem that's where it leaves a bunch of room for fear is that it's very easy to believe that jesus has us when things are going easy right when everything's oh, yeah. hunky dory and you know your your job's good and secure and and you know everything else is going right in your life and oh yeah i believe in jesus but it's when these moments come that that test us to where we have a choice of whether we're going to live in fear or continue to actually live out what we say we believe and so that's that's the problem and that's what we see in the gospel is that you know Peter actually tries to put Jesus to the test? Like if it's really you, Lord, then call me out here because mm-hmm. I believe in you. But then all of a sudden he gets halfway out there and he lo- he takes his eyes off the Lord and what happens? He begins to sink and thrash and yeah. and in and, and, and fear. And Jesus is just sitting there with a hand out to him, just saying like, "What are you doing? Like uh, you asked me to do this. I'm here. I- I'm right in front of you." But you stop believing in me. You stop. You stop believing in what you saw in front of you. You took your eyes off of me, and that's where he got into trouble. And that's where we are in the world right now. In a lot of places, is is that we we forget when things get tough that there that Jesus is still on the throne, that he still rules all, that we have someone who wants to protect us and who wants to 
to to keep us safe from everything. Now, does that mean that things aren't going to happen in your life, that you won't get cancer or you won't have a, a child maybe pass away or something like that? No. But it just means that he, with with your hand in his, you can make it through anything. And that there isn't, if, if you have that mentality, if you walk through life that way, believing that with all your heart, then there's nothing that you should ever be afraid of. Yeah, there'll be uncomfortable moments and be things that you wish didn't happen, but there's never anything to fear, including death. You know, we should, we, if we're living the, the, the Christian life that we should, we should never even fear death, right? You hear so many people that you mentioned, well, death or a midlife crisis because somebody starts to realize I'm 45 or 50 or whatever age that is now, mm-hmm. you have a midlife crisis, and, and all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, I got this gigantic fear of death. Well, why? If you have the relationship you should with Christ and you're walking in the ways and you believe with everything you have in what he said that it is true without a doubt, then why should we even have that to fear? But that's where we find ourselves in a lot of places. And I love I love this quote from Siri, uh, Sister uh, Margaret Mary, and I love sisters because they just don't, a lot of times they don't mince words, right? They just, they sure, just speak yeah. the truth and go on about their business. But it says, he only asks of you abandonment and perfect submission. Nothing displeases him so much as your uneasiness and despondency. What do you fear? Is he not powerful enough to support you? Why then are you so reserved with him? Let him act. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's basically what she's saying is relinquish control. Like the reason you're afraid is because you want to control things. And when it gets to the moment where you can't control things anymore, you become afraid. Right. Well, Well, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you when you're reading that. Yeah, yeah, don't lie. Yeah, but I want to tell you this. Said he only asks of you abandonment and perfect submission, and of course, immediately my brain goes, "Yeah, that's only, yeah. only," and and that's because I've struggled my whole life, really, really, my, my life of being uh, awakened in mm-hmm. my faith to realize that that is a not an easy concept. But yet, what she's saying is that what nothing displeases him so much as your uneasiness and despondency. So that means you're not even trying. So if you're not even trying to, uh, you know, totally give yourself up to him. You know, at least, he, at least he loves you for trying, right? right? Am I getting that correct? Or yeah, I don't okay. know. I mean, I didn't even know what despondency meant, but thank yeah. you for clearing that up. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> That's why I got you, buddy. Yeah. You're so much smarter than me. But <laughs> only in a few words. <laughs> no, but uh, you're you're right there. That that's exactly what she's saying. And and here's the thing, like, I mean, we we don't let God act. Mm-hmm. You know, we keep our we want to keep our hands on the wheel. We want to know the answer to every question we ever have. You know, we want to know the answer to the test. And Jesus is just sitting back sometimes or God saying, it's none of your business. Like you're just supposed to live your life and, mm-hmm. and deal and, and, and serve me and love me and do the things I've asked you without requiring of me to always show you the plan. But when we don't have open access to those things, when we want it, how we want it, then we begin to fear. And the thing is, like that's when the devil comes into our life. Like that is, that's like the fear is the devil's greatest tactic. You know, it's one of his favorite ones. Because his whole goal is, if he can get you to fear, if he gets you to be afraid, if he gets you to take your eyes off of Christ the way that Peter did, then you become paralyzed, right? You begin to sink like Peter did. You can't do anything. You, everything begins to pile up. Because the thing about fear is, like, you're not just afraid of one thing. When, when you let that fear creep into your life, all of a sudden it's, well, I, this was the one thing that made me afraid, right? Like, maybe I'm going to lose my job. But it doesn't stop there. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, what if one of my children die? Or what if what if uh, mm-hmm. what if I, my house burns down? Or what if I have a car wreck tomorrow? What if I get on that plane and it crashes? Or what if I? And next thing you know, it's just fear after fear after fear, and the devil builds upon that. And the more that he can place those fears in your life, 
and gets you to take your eyes off of Christ, it causes you to doubt him, right? Well, why would Christ have let this happen to me? Why would Jesus, if he loved me, why did he let this happen to me? So with this fear, all of a sudden fear starts to work its way into doubt, which then creates separation between us and God, which is exactly what the devil wants. He wants us broken apart from our creator, from the one who loves us more than anyone. So that that's the thing. It's that's what you see you experience now i'm not saying that the devil jumped in there and made peter sink in the in in the sea i'm not saying that i think he had a panic attack right i mean there's storms and water everywhere (laughs) but what what you can draw from that is the parallel in our life today Mm -hmm. that we are going to sink if we take our eyes off of christ and and when we try to do things on our own you know we talk about control a lot but that's really where this is 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 you know, when we lose control or whatever the illusion of control that we think we have in the first place is when we begin to fear. And we forget to rely on the things that Christ has told us. I mean, we, we've talked about this before. How many times does it say, be not afraid in the Bible? You know, he says today, in, or not today, but in that gospel reading, take courage. You mm-hmm. know, be not afraid, take courage. You hear things like from, from Matthew nineteen twenty six: for human beings, this is impossible, but for God, all things are possible. Um, from Isaiah forty one thirteen, for I am the Lord your God who grasped your right hand. It is I who say to you, do not fear. I will help you. I mean, there's constant verses like that again right. and again. Psalm fifty five twenty three, cast your care upon the Lord who will give you support. He will never allow the righteous to stumble. And and like I said, take courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. From the gospel we're talking about, but these are all ways that that God is trying to tell us everything's going to be all right. Everything. Yeah, you're going to have some bad days. There's going to be days where, you know, you'll never forget them. They're going to be hard and you're going to lose things. But that's never a cause for fear because the moment we let fear in our lives is the moment we let the devil in. And when that happens, we start to be separated from God. And what you're talking about, like multiple layers of fear. And I think the best way to describe it is anxiety. Yeah. And I have permission to say this because, um, you know, Lily, who's my oldest, um, she suffers from anxiety and panic attacks, and she said it's okay for me to talk about this. But the thing is, I've seen her grow up and, and develop those coping skills whenever she did have a panic attack or whenever the, the anxiousness just kind of paralyzes her like sure. Peter did. And and you can see it coming on someone's faces. And those who are who, who deal with anxiety and panic attacks, you know exactly what I'm saying, um, because it, it just washes over your face, and Christy's able to identify right then when Lily's struggling with something. But the great thing about why I love her so much is that obviously she's my daughter, but but she fights through it. You know, she right. she she sees she sees it, she recognizes it. she may be in it for a little bit, but once she kind of gets out of that, she learns from it, and it's a it's a training of her mind to realize that one, I'm not going to die. Two, this isn't something that I have to really be totally concerned about the rest of my life. Three, I can work through it, and and I think that's the whole thing with a lot of people with fear is that it can be so paralyzing. That you mm-hmm. don't take that step of trust to Christ, right? And he's, and that's the thing. I mean, even like, imagine how hard it is to do today because Peter was actually in the presence of Christ. He Very was actually looking presence, at. Right. He's the at only dude there. Jesus standing other on the than water. Jesus walking on the water. The yeah. only person ever does done that. Yeah, yeah. He's standing yeah. there in front of him, and he still let fear take him. Mm-hmm. But what we have now that Peter didn't have then is, yes, he was in the presence of Christ. But we have so many more examples of where later on in scripture and in the new testament and all these things where we're told by paul and everyone else exactly how the lord will take care of us um you know they got to live with christ and experience him in that way but there was so much knowledge that was passed down later on uh just about how god cares for us and how he's never going to let anything bad happen to us so we have to start like you said training ourselves 
uh, in our spiritual lives to trust in God. Um, you know, it seems like sometimes when you do these podcasts, you're always centering around some of the similar, you know, the same topics yeah. where it's control, trust, surrender. But you know what? Those are some of the key pillars that you have to have in the faith. And if you don't have those things, if you don't do those things, you're always going to be a slave to fear. And the thing is, like, when we're, we get so caught up, especially, like I said, with as men, you know, with this this whole thing that we're not supposed to be afraid, that we're not supposed to, we've got to be the guys that charge into the battle and 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 never, you know, show any signs of fear. But look, the greatest, this is a great example, and it's Jesus in the garden, right? Jesus had he was he was part human, right? He came down and took on a body of flesh. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he sat there in his humanity in the garden and was afraid, right? He was he was crying tears of blood. He was asking for that cup to be taken from him. He asked several times. He went back and prayed, right? A couple times to God, let this pass from me. Lord, please, Father, please. But yet, at the end of the day, what got him through that is that he trusted in his Father. His Father answered him. His Father had had sent him comfort. His Father gave him strength to be able to go through those fears and through those trials. So that's a, a huge example to look at, that our Lord, even in his own humanity, when he was here on earth, was afraid. So that should show us as men, there's nothing wrong with having fear. It's just letting it stop you from your mission, right. letting you stop you, letting it stop you from what you're here to do. Christ didn't let us stop, let it stop him because he had his, he trusted and loved and knew his father. And it's got to be the same thing for us. We have to have that same, that same trust in them. And, and that's why you hear in those verses. I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm grasping your right hand. It is I who say, fear not. You know, it's it's funny to me that 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 verse from Isaiah it alludes pretty much to that gospel, right? Jesus leans down and, hand, and and grabs Peter by the hand. You know, they go well together. But the thing is, we have to look at when the fear subsides, because if we try to eliminate this on our own, it's going to be tough, right? I mean, even for Lily, somebody had to teach Lily mm-hmm. how to go through those steps. She had to trust someone. And then say, okay, I'll try it. Whether it was you or Christy or someone that you guys might have had help with it, I don't know. But someone at some point had to give her, this is the way you're going to get through this. But you have to trust the process. You have to trust what I'm telling you. And that's the same thing that Christ is asking of us. Because if you look at it, when did Peter's fear subside? It did when when he placed his eyes back on the Lord. Mm-hmm. When he took him off of the water. When he took him off of the wind. When he took him off of the waves. When he quit looking at himself and he looked back at the Lord, that's when everything was okay. And that's the lesson in that gospel, is that we're never to take our eyes off the Lord, no matter how much. Because the devil, you look at, there's another quote I have here, and it's, fear not for God is with you, from Padre Pio. If anyone can speak (laughs) to not having fear, who should have been afraid, Mm -hmm. it's that man. I mean, the devil used to like levitate his bed, beat him, and like try to set his bed sheets on fire Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And yet he has more quotes when you look up, like saints quotes about fear, Catholic quotes about fear. He has more quotes about than anyone about not fearing and trusting in the Lord. That's the key, is that we have to get away from our own our own mindset or trying to convince ourselves we don't need to be afraid or trying to you know walk around and have this this just this this idea that it's unmasculine to allow fear to affect you. We have to get away from that and just know that there is someone who wants to take that fear from us. Yeah. Uh, the same thing, in, you look in the Old Testament, you know, David and Goliath, there's another story there. When did David have the courage to go and, and try to fight this nine-foot guy with 75 pounds of armor, with a sword that weighed more than David did? 
when he said, I come in the name of the Lord, that's what he said. You come at me with this and that and this, but I come at you in the name of the Lord. And that's, it was then that he had the courage to do what, what thousands of other soldiers were afraid to do when he invoked the name of the Lord. And that's what we've got to learn to do in our life in these times when we, when we have these fears and, and this time we're living in a pandemic and all that is we can't get caught up in the, well, when's this going to end? Is it ever going to be over? There's going to be a time when this is over because Jesus is going to want it to be over. Mm-hmm. He's going to want us to be able to be in community again with each other. He's going to want the, the riots and the, all this political stuff to be over with at some point, and he's going to make it so. So just trust him that he is and, and, and leave everything else up to him. You'll be a lot happier. You'll, be, you'll have less uh, anxiety, and you're going to grow in your faith and in your relationship with him once you relinquish that control and that fear over to him. I knew you were going to pause right there. Did so, you? Yeah, so i got to go back to David because I want to say something you're saying. <laughs> but the, the neat thing about David, yes, he beat Goliath, but he was in training. He, did, he, he, he killed many predators, right? Mm-hmm. Lions and bears and wolves sure. and so forth. So he was working his way up to defeating a, the, a great enemy of God, which was Goliath, because what was Goliath doing? He was blaspheming God, mm-hmm. right? And he's looking around going, does no one recognize what he's doing? He's diminishing our, 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 the Father, you know, our God, and he's making fun of us, you know, and no one's upset about this. You yeah. Know? And so he, he said, like, well, if I can kill, if God protected me, I killed lions, bears, wolves, and other predators. This guy ain't nothing compared to that. You yeah. know, so he had that extra machizo, or what do you call it, the moxie. <laughs> oh, okay, is that American right. or crap Machizo, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's Massimo, maybe. I hear you. Yeah. I don't know. But anyways, but he had that extra... I hope that's not a cuss word. That's right. all I... <laughs> no, I don't think so. Anyway, go ahead. But it's, it's got that, you know, that extra, like, I guess you could say courage Yeah. That, that was emptied in everybody else around them because I think he was led to the Spirit first to take see his brothers and then to kind of overhear what was going on. And and God gave him that nudge. It's like, hey, this is it's your, your show now. You got to show up and protect, you know, not protect me, but... But protect the nation, right? And that's and that's the thing you you said the spirit, and that's the other thing that we have to remember is that God has placed in us not a spirit of fear, but a spirit of courage, a spirit of power, a spirit of love. Mm-hmm. And the devil wants to attack that with the opposite of that. So we have to remember to invoke and to 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 invite into those moments the spirit, because not only do you have your guardian angel and in these and the other things right. that God's given us, but you have that power that He's placed inside every one every one of us when we were baptized, and we have to learn to trust in that and to call on it. Um, and also to remember that, you know, from the from the gospel, Jesus was in the position of standing on the water, and his hand was down to Peter, and he pulled him out. He's in that constant position in our lives all the time. Yeah. That's where he is. He knows that we're going to face troubles. He knows that he's always going to have his eye on us. He wants to protect us with everything he has, and he's always in that position, reaching down, stretched down from above in that position, and he just waits for us to look up and grab his hand. And, you know, being in fear and choosing to live in fear is a choice. You know, that's why it's choosing to live in fear. It's a mm-hmm. choice. So we have to start saying, you know what? I'm not trying to control my life, but I know that there's another option besides being fearful and that things are going to happen and I can't control it. And if I surrender, then my life will be a lot more peaceful when these things do happen. The inevitable bad things that are going to happen in our life. The devil is just going to. He's going to attack us with things in our life. We're going to—I mean, if you look at our men's group, there's been what two or three guys that have lost loved ones yeah. this week. Um, you know, things like that are going to happen, but we don't have to fear because we know we have a God that has our 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 best in mind, right? That always wants to keep us safe from every danger. But what He asks of us is that we give Him our total and full surrender, and that we trust in Him. And so that's what we have to do. We have to put our eyes back on the Lord. 
we have to grab his hand and know that it's there always whenever we need it. Get rid of all this macho guy crap the, where I can do it myself. I don't need anybody or anything. And and if I show, you know, I'm fear that I'm afraid, then that's a sign of weakness and all that mess. Get that garbage out of the way. But, so you can be the husband and the father and the friend and everything else you need to be to the people in your life. Because when we when we let those masks sit there and we 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 try to keep that false bravado up, then we're not doing anybody any good. And all we're gonna wind up doing is let that fear manifest inside of us. And we're gonna be so busy trying not to let it out mm-hmm. that it's gonna do nothing but grow inside of us. So we've gotta trust in the Lord. We've gotta grab his hand. We have to grow in our relationship with him. That's where the trust and everything comes from, is that we've got to spend the time doing things like scripture. It, it, it is so therapeutic to me when we're looking at these episodes and, and I'm looking at fear, and then I'm going and, and, and just Googling verses on fear in the Bible, you know, and there's 150 of them that pop up. That's so therapeutic. And so we need to return to scripture, especially for things like this, and know that God is telling us over and over and over again in different ways, in different times, in different periods in the history of the Bible, do not be afraid. Trust me. I love you. You're you're the most important things in the world to me, and I'm not going to let anything happen to you. So if we can live in that, then then we can get past a lot of this that we're we're suffering from today, which is the unknown and the fear of the unknown, and 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 just you know forgetting to keep our eyes on Christ because that's the moment we take our eyes off of Him is the moment we're going to get in trouble every single time. So the last thing I would say is the end of that gospel passage. It says what. That they that Peter and Jesus got into the boat, and when they got into the boat, the storm subsided. Right, the wind died down, and the storms and the storm stopped. We have to invite Jesus into our boat. Mm-hmm. If you're somebody out there that's listening to this, giving us a try, or you're somebody who's had a toe in the in the waters of Catholicism or in any sort of version of Christianity, you've got to give yourself to Christ. You have to allow Him in your boat. You have to give Him permission to come into your life, because that's the only way that you're going to get through the storms of life. It's the only way that you're going to be able to get past fear and start to grow into the person that God created you to be in the first place. Because if not, if you don't, you're going to be out there in that boat on your own through your life. And that's not what Jesus Christ wants for you. So, Victor, I hear that music. Everybody that's checked out the website and everything, thank you. Go and and, and continue to look at that. And uh, just remember, fear is a choice that the devil tries to use to keep you separated, but God would bring you together with others if you just trust in him. So let's take it to prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, the presence of fear is always going to be a part of our lives. The devil will never stop trying to use it to separate us from you. Help us to remember that just because it is there doesn't mean we have to give in to it. And Father, whenever the storms of life have us on the verge of fear, remind us that you're always there to take us by the hand. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.